Welcome to the Zion Church Podcast. We are a church that is passionate about bringing heaven to earth by following Jesus, who demonstrated perfect Christianity. We hope you are blessed by this teaching from our special guest. Just as he gets up um, in a minute, we really want to honor you. We want to honor Nate and Christy. Some people don't realize, but Nate and I have known each other for a little while. Actually, back when uh, I used to run a ministry called Kingdom Alliance. Did anyone here ever go to any Kingdom Alliance meetings? Nate was the only one. You and me, bro. Nate used to lead worship at our meetings. And we used to hang out quite a bit. And remember that time I cooked ribs and brought them over to your house. And, and uh, so we've known each other for like 10 years or something. We've lost track of a time as Nate and Christy have been up in Brizzy and, and, um, and then over to the, to the U.S. But... We really want to honor you guys. And honey, do you want to come up as well? Did you want to say something? Because we have a similar journey in some ways. And we want to honor you and welcome you back to the Gold Coast. Because this is your home. And we want to tell you, come on up, bro. We want to tell you that you have family here who love you. You have a church here who loves you. And we welcome you. We embrace you. We welcome you home. And uh, we just want to let you know that we are with you and Christy in your journey. And we want to be there to love on you guys, support you as a family and everything God's called you to do. But we want to tell you that we are your LZ here on the Gold Coast, that we are your safe place here. And we just want to honor them today, honor them as a family. They had, uh, Ava's uh, been giving them grief the last couple of days, so Christy hasn't, wasn't able to make it with the girls today. But honey, did you want to say anything as well, add anything to that, or pray over them? I love it. I just love these guys so much. And I know it's, you know, just to be a voice crying in the wilderness can be lonely. And I know that they face a lot of warfare regularly. Um, There's things that go on behind the scenes and no one knows about, but they are pioneering and taking ground and it's so important and we just want to honor them that you know for years now it it felt like our home was in America it felt like there was no place here on the coast for us for that kingdom family Mm. and um, no matter when they come or go or where they are I just want you to know that this is your home and I really want it to be a spiritual home as well where you are refreshed and revitalized and you're protected and we've got your back we've got your back back. yeah and we love you I actually have a word for you guys yeah yeah thank you so much if you guys know a little bit of our story that's huge for us um wow this is the only city we've really ever loved, no matter where we've gone. It's, it's the Gold Coast for us always. If, if we go back, when we go back to the States in a few months, we're going to miss it a lot. I had a vision, two visions I want to share as I begin. And the first one's with you guys in Zion and what God's starting here. And I feel, I felt it, even the beginning of worship, like the anticipation of heaven over what you guys are beginning here. Um, you guys know it's more than a church. You guys know it's more than a movement. You know that it's it's about what's going to happen with the people that go from this place. You know that it's there's something very contagious about the anointing. I feel to give you this little bit of a remember this. If people come and they go and they don't come back, some people, it's because God's sending them here to 
to grab something that is very contagious and he's actually sending them out again. I feel like there needs to be, there needs to be just a little bit of understanding that God's gonna, he's gonna create a culture and a community that will remain, but there's gonna be a, like a drinking bowl that takes place here. And just to give you just almost a heads up that there's gonna be people that come and drink and take this and for your hearts to be okay with that. Um, in the vision, I saw you both and um, you were down on your knees and there was a marriage ceremony taking place. And it was the old Scottish, maybe it's Braveheart movie getting too much in my head. But you had your, both your hands and the, the Lord was, you know that, that kind of fabric that they do, the, the betrothal thing? He was wrapping it around your hands. It was like that tapestry. And I heard the Lord just simply say that the bridal anointing has come back to the Gold Coast. And then I heard Isaiah 6, that the train of his robe would fill the temple with glory. And you said it, you said that the Wagner guy, whatever his name is, he said that, David Wagner, it's time for the bridal anointing to come back to the Gold Coast because few have said yes. I believe it was dropped. And I believe that you guys have always carried that heart, but it was a timing thing. And for whatever reason, I saw in the spirit, it was almost like your, both your hands needed to be yes for this. And there was a timing in both your dynamic of you guys and whether we should and what timing of it. And you went, yeah, okay. And I feel like it was the timing the Lord said, okay. And it was the betrothal. And you guys are going to reveal the bridegroom in this season. His train of his robe is going to fill this temple with glory. And we've been waiting for the latter glory to fill the Gold Coast in the way that God prophesied and that he said would happen. We've been waiting for it. We moved to the Gold Coast in 2000. When was it? 2010. After we lived in LA. And we said, God, you showed us this will be the place not just of your presence, not just of like the glory, like you know, you know where that hunger and that cry comes out of us, like there must be more. And we live for that. We're the crazy pioneers who can't sit straight in church because we're just too bored with three songs on a Sunday. We want to see the glory, okay? That's all of us here in this place. That's these guys. I'm not saying this to try to hype you guys up. I know this and I'm, I'm so torn about having to go anywhere else but the Gold Coast because I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time. And it's not to diss any church, any other, any other ministry here on the Gold Coast, but the flavor that's going to emerge in this season is that the, the train of Israel would fill the temple and God is looking for a bride that is ready for her bridegroom. And that's what he's doing in you right now. That's where the dissatisfaction has been. That's where all of the, the tension, the struggle, and the craziness has been. And now it is time. And I feel like even, I just need to pray for you guys. So come together and let's just reenact that little prophetic thing, hey? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Jesus. Yeah. No, this is so, um, this is incredible. Lord, I bless this couple for their yes. I bless this family, the boys, incredible boys. Lord, for their yes in this season, the family as well. Father-in-law, mother-in-law, the, the amazing... By the way, he's given me an incredible word years ago he just reminded me of. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that for the yes that they've given to this season. I feel like the Lord say effortless, effortless fruit, effortless. You open up a building, the trade of his room will do the rest. <sighs> Holy Spirit, in this season... You'd fulfill every promise 
I even speak right now to the ground. I speak to the earth. I speak what Lord, I, I command for every single well that has been dug in this land right now, be uncapped again. Lord, I thank you right now for every word, every promise, every prophecy that has been uttered over this land. Come into fruition in this season in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's bless these guys. This guys, just love on them as they... As they start this new venture, it's an amazing thing. It really is. It's an amazing thing. Thanks, guys. Second thing I saw, and this is for the evangelists. I love evangelists. I sometimes always wish I was one. You know, like they're just the, you know. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, what is it? Um, oh, my gosh. I'm a sci-fi nerd, if you don't know. If you ever read my book, you go, yeah, there's something in there. There's just, Nate lives in another imaginary land. I, I love, you know. I love like just the scenery of, of, of being with Jesus and the adventure with him. Um, but the evangelists have a very special place in this season, the body of Christ, I really believe. And um, as after I saw that vision, I saw, I saw the ground of the Gold Coast just crack open as, as this rod went deep in and it rippled like an earthquake. And it wasn't just on the Gold Coast, it went all the way north to the top and all the way south to the bottom, all the way along the coast. And then I heard the Lord say, the foot soldiers need to emerge. The foot soldiers need to emerge. Paul Holiday, can you come up here with me for a moment? This is my friend from Glory City Church, someone I love very much. Josh Hanley, can you come up here for a minute? This guy and his, and his amazing wife and his family have come from Bundaberg. He's told me, like, this, this guy's always, these guys always been just next, next level. Evangelists are nuts. A little bit crazy, like not as crazy as the prophetic people. Prophetic people are, woo, you, you, there's no way you're going to get them back. But you know, you guys really are on the front lines. I feel like I'm meant to just pray over you guys as, and every evangelist here. And even if you guys can just stretch your hands forth with me over the Gold Coast, it is time for the foot soldiers to emerge from the Gold Coast. It is time for the bold and courageous ones to go into the highways and the byways of this land the north to the south of this great south land of the Holy Spirit and to take the ground that the enemy has tried to claim as his. So Lord, we prophesy now, foot soldiers emerge. Evangelistic foot soldiers emerge in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I ask for these mighty men, these mighty generals, Lord, you're raising up in... Uh, yeah, the Lord, it says over you, the Lord's no more delay. No more delay over what you began. No more delay over what you began. I even just rebuked the discouragement that came over your heart. Why did it not? Why did it not go the way I thought? The Lord says, in this season, in this season, I'm going to cause there to just be movement and wind upon the thing that you... Yeah, Father, I thank you, Lord, that... I rebuke the lie that the nations will not open up to you. You watch as God opens up the nations of the earth to you. I feel like the Lord's put his handprint on you for Europe, even Europe and the United States. I thank you, Father. Even, even, you're meant to go to CFAN again. You're meant to go to CFAN, says the Lord. Thank you, Father, that you'll open up what closed in Jesus' mighty name. God's going to re, he's going to redo where it felt like the door shut for you. Lord, I thank you, Father. I feel the Lord saying this will be a season for you, Paul. This will be a season of you grabbing the Gen Zs and rescuing them from the nightclubs. And you'll be, the, you'll be a father, says the Lord. You'll be a father, says the Lord. And I, I'm going to cause you, I see like a hook in your mouth. There's going to be a greater hook in your mouth in this season because God's not just, he's not just, 
going to do something new around you. I feel like there's something deeply new inside of you taking place. So the Lord says, receive, receive the role of a father in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Or Holy Spirit, we just give you today. Hope you guys are good at listening to rabbit trails and prophetic things. That's just how I kind of roll. Okay. This is my book, The Wild Ones. There's a book ta- There's not a book table up the back at all. There is no book table. This is the only... I had to, I, I had to order this on Demix, and I just got it in. It's the second copy of my book that I've seen. I can't find them anywhere in Australia. I tried. Okay, well, they got a few. <laughs> this is a crazy thing. We weren't meant to come back to Australia at that time. It was a long story. And I had a whole bunch of books arriving. And the day that we were about to get on our flight from Dallas, because we moved to Dallas before coming here um, from California, I'm like, when will that box arrive, whatever? And it didn't come. It came two days later. So I got on a flight back to Australia. Book release happened on the 20, whatever it was. And I didn't even get to see my own book. Now I've got my book. But I'm going to give it to Josh and Elise because she's been trying to find it. So I'm sorry, guys. I just wanted to annoy you a bit. But... um. Yeah, wow, that, that is just, if you can get your hands on that, I don't say that for the sake of selling books as I couldn't care about that. That's a message for the pioneers in this hour. Um, there's just a miracle in how that book came to pass. If you don't know the story, I was writing another book a year ago and uh, Destiny Image said to me, um, when, when are you going to bring the book in? Because I was halfway through it and I had two weeks till it was due and I said, I don't know. I feel like I need to just scrap the whole contract. It's not, it's not flowing. Christy had written her book, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do something unless the Holy Spirit's on it. And, um, and Christy and I just prayed. And she said, Nate, what did you first submit to them? And I said, well, I submitted to them the, the, whole, the whole encounter I had about the wild ones, but they didn't like it. And this is, they, they know my story and they know I share this. They didn't like it. The board did not like the white ones. They said, that doesn't sound like the kind of book that Destiny Mish publishes. We like the prophetic this or the this, you know. And it just wasn't along their thing. And I said, well, I think I need to go find a publisher who's going to publish this because it's the only thing inside of me right now. And I, I just can't. And Christy's like, Nate, be true to what's inside you. And uh, they went back to the board and they said, Okay, they didn't publish it. They didn't think it would do any well. They didn't think it would do well at all. And I wrote that book in six weeks, 100,000 words from scratch. I would have two hours a day. Ava at the time, she's always been a bit of a crazy sleeper. And we were traveling around at the time. I would, if she was asleep on me or whatever, Holy Ghost would just... And I would just bawl my eyes out, cry, laugh, everything, as the Holy Spirit just poured out this book... And I don't even know how it came together. Honestly, I look at that and I go, that's not even my book. Like, yes, thank you, God, you let me put some stories of mine in it. But it's, it really is the Father just like wanting to love on the pioneers and the prophetic ones who've never found, never felt like they've really been a part of the conversation in the church. And so it's time. It's time for the crazy ones like us to, uh, to step up to the plate. It's time for us that we, we take back our, our land. It's time we take back our cities. It's time that we remove mixture from the church. It's time we live an uncompromised life for Jesus and not apologize for loving him and, and living as a worship. That's the norm, you know. It doesn't make us weird. It doesn't make us rebellious. It means we love him and nothing else. There's no Jesus 
plus anything. It's just all him, you know. And, uh, you know, when we were in America watching everything that was taking place in Australia, we grieved. We said, Lord, where are the leaders rising up right now? Where are they? What are they doing? They're playing the political game. I'm so grateful for people like Josh and Elise and a handful of others I know around Australia, like Dan and Chelsea Hagen, who are saying, let's, let's get back to what really matters. Because if we start compromising there in, in the days to come, we're going to compromise everything. Before you know it, we've watered the gospel down to some rubbish. No one's going to get saved. No signs, wonders, healings, which are very few still. We're getting that back. You're wondering why you're not seeing the things you used to see 10 years ago? Well, just look at where we've compromised, and we need to get that back. We're in a territory-taking mission in this hour. I really believe that, and worship is on the forefront of that. Worship is on the forefront of that again. We need, we need to employ SS worship again. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just need to do this as a declaration of my land. Worshipers arise in Jesus' mighty name. Worshipers arise in Jesus' mighty name. You would not believe the hunger, even in the United States, for genuine worship to arise. Christian and I have had like worshipers from all over America contact us. We've just been prophesying into them. They're saying, we feel like we've hit a brick wall. You know, all the labels are going for hits. They're going for the latest thing, and, we're, and we feel like we need to get back to the secret part. We need to get back to the spontaneity again, the raw cry that birthed these movements in the play, and then they're trying to make money off the movements. We need to get back to the raw cry, and that's what you and I have sensed. So we're going to see that in Australia as well. It's not just here. It's, it's worldwide. There's been a crying out of, of the body of Christ that we've settled, and we need to get back to something. I want to read you guys something that I wrote just the other day on my, my Facebook page. If you ever see spelling mistakes, which is almost every post of mine, I get people, I get like every English teacher, they, they love and hate me. My mum's an English teacher. I grew up, like I would get corrected and I just think I just rebelled somewhere along the way. I can spell well. I can do grammar really good, but I just don't. So if you see a post, it's because I've just gone, my phone, sent, don't care what it looks like. And that's how I roll. Um, this is the post. I can't even find it now. I'm just going to read it. Whew. Yeah, I'll start trying to get into a message now. See what happens. Oh, I love you, man. Brian, love you, bro. It's been a while. <laughs> By the way, where's our grow fam here? We've got Sherry. Who, who, just, just Sherry today? Any other people in Grow? Esther? Well, love our Grow fam. Glory City? We've got a few Glory City people. Woo! <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't a Glory City, Brian. Were you? I thought you just tried claiming every church. Okay, that's all right. You can do that. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, let's get into this. I wrote, who, I wrote this. Who else feels this? So much hustle, so much bustle. But my spirit is pulling me away to get fresh oil. I'm building more than ever have behind the scenes and planning, dreaming, getting fresh vision, but I just want the oil. I could leave it all behind for that one pursuit. And I feel that oil has become less sought after. We've become the drivers who have been used to driving dangerously close to empty and choosing the secret place only in damage control instead of for intimacy. 
We've been so focused on what the post past seasons of encounter produced that we have not sowed into tomorrow. Lamps are getting low, yet praises only ring out for the ones putting on a show with their last drops. We've stood for the encore of popular Christianity, but have failed to teach a generation to give their lives for the audience of one. That's what we need to get back to. We must. I can feel the beckoning deep in my spirit, and suddenly I'm aware of the overflow that I need to live in, just to break even, just to live beyond survival. I need fresh oil. Without it, we fall, we trip up, we lose our purity and rationalize perversion. We lose our sense of real justice and create our own versions. We idolize ourselves and lose our dependence on God. And we stop seeing power, signs, wonders, and live under the ceilings of our own achievements. We must pursue the oil of his presence. Without it, we have nothing to build with. Without it, we may as well recycle the blueprints of the last season, the last move, because nothing new will flow. And remember, where there is oil, there is fragrance. Where there is, and you are that fragrance. And where there is oil, there is fire. Let's pursue the Lord more than anything else this year. That's all my message is today. I feel I need to share some, just some things that the Lord's speaking to me about that. Ooh, Holy Spirit, I just feel you in the room. I just, I just know that you're moving. This is the lie of the last two years. That the pressing and the crushing has produced nothing. I came here into the Gold Coast and I, I felt it in my own life. I'm living this. I, I can tell you, if you can't see it in my eyes, I've been through some stuff too in the last two years. But the lie the enemy has wanted you to think is that the pressing and the crushing has produced nothing. We haven't even seen yet what God's about to do through the suffering that you and I have been through in these last two years. The unknown, the, the plans that got derailed, all of it. Romans 8.18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth compare, comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We're about to see that. I know it. I feel it in my bones. On my darkest day, I'm going, man, the enemy does not even know what's coming. Yeah. Oh, he can sense it, but he's, he is in, like, it's just like when I see those trucks driving in Canada, yeah. man, the body of Christ is about to step into that. We're about to go, hang on a second. Whoa, whoa. Have we been tricked? Have we been bullied for so long? And we hit our corner and we, we, we hit this place of absolute breakdown and we got nothing left. And suddenly we, we die enough that something comes to life. I feel that I'm in a room today. I, I, when I sense death and decay and depression, I'm going, man, we're, we're about to see a revival. Holy Spirit, unleash in this room right now. Just break off every single thing. I sense it right now. I see the bottom, just the absolute pit that people have lived in for the last two years. I thank you that even right now, you, you are causing death to be the new beginning. Bodies that have been broken in these last two or three years, especially. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the resurrection life and power to be released into them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Ooh, so many things I'm feeling in my spirit. John 12, 20, uh, 24 says, 
Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. I've, I've questioned God about that so much in the last two years. I've prophesied about it. God showed me that. And I'm going, okay. We've all experienced so many seeds. Like I, I even had this particular seed in my hand a, a year and a bit ago. And the Lord said, yeah, can you give me that? I'm like, man, that's, that's like, I feel like my whole life is hinged on that one seed. And he's like, will you let it die? Mm, you know. Who, can I just ask you, who's felt like some major seeds and like some things that you wanted to birth in your life or promises of, you, you've, you've seen them just die. You've had to actually lay them down. I want to ask, who's experienced some extreme loss in the last two years? I want to see some hands. Yeah. Get ready. Mark fourteen thirty three. Jesus led his disciples to an orchard called the oil press. And he told them, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, Jacob, John. An intense feeling of great horror plunged his soul into deep sorrow. And he said to them, my heart is overwhelmed with anguish and crushed with grief. It feels as I'm dying. Stay here and keep watch with me. He walked a short distance away and being overcome with grief, he threw himself face down on the ground and he prayed that if it were possible, he would not have to experience this hour of suffering. See, we've been through, I mean, I know a few crazy people. I, I, I know them, actually. My friend in, oh my gosh, she's, she's a nut. She's been through hell and back and she's the happiest person you ever meet. She's like, whoa, COVID year, man, yeah, lost everything. It was so good, man. It's a worship. But it taught me something. I'm like, man, it's a worship. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and, it, it, and like, it's not being super spiritual to kind of go there. It's just like, God, I, at the end of the day, this has to, my heart needs to be, I, I, I need to do this as a worship or I'm not going to survive. I'm not going to mentally cope with what has come against me, the warfare, all that kind of stuff. And here's Jesus. He's going into the Garden of Gethsemane, which means the oil press. So he, he knows what we've been through. Jesus knows it all. He, he's experienced every single bit of it. An intense feeling of great horror plunged his soul into deep sorrow. Like, that's Jesus. Like, Jesus knows what we've been through. He knows it. I'm like, man, I read this and it just spins me out. I once had a vision it was probably 2016, and I was in my living room just having a worship on my guitar, and I went into a vision of Jesus in the uh, Jesus in the 40 days he was in the wilderness, and I'm, you know, that story shows that he was physically uh, visited by Satan who tempted him, but in my vision it was just he was mentally assaulted, and he was in anguish, and he was like muttering to himself like a crazy. I'm like. That's, that's my Jesus. That's not how I would. But what if he actually has been through the same things we have? He knows and experiences the crazy battlefield of the mind that we've all experienced, the temptations, the, the stuff where you are so at a loss, feeling like a failure in your life. He knows that feeling. That just blows my mind. That Jesus, who is our pioneer, like it speaks about in Hebrews, He's our pioneer in victory. He's a pioneer in everything. But he's also our He's gone before us even in suffering. That messes up my mind because I'm like, I can go through it going, hang on, I, I feel so alone. 
Who you go through, you feel alone. You feel like you can't call anyone. You don't. No one's going to understand. Jesus has been your pioneer even in that. That just messes me up. So the COVID year, 2021, there's felt like we, we've, we've really had to drop a lot. Even corporately, the church has had to really, really lay down a lot of their methods and our ways and, and all the different things. We've been in this major season. It may have taken a lot of us by surprise, but it didn't take, it didn't take God by surprise. In January of 2020, the Lord said to me, Nate, if the ark moves, will you move with it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, I'll go with it. Not knowing what it meant, it meant, will you, will you forsake everything you thought you were building and doing and go in this a different direction with me? And <laughs> wow, you know, when it, when it comes, you don't realize exactly what you're saying yes to, right? When you've been in a city that says that what you're doing isn't the thing to do. By the way, I know what that feels like here. When we started our online ministry 2015, I had friends from our church here on the Gold Coast say, that's not real ministry. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Got my friend over here. Yeah, it was over the phone. It's all good. Thanks, man. Appreciate the support. <laughs> but it's just, it's interesting. Man. We have not yet seen what God's going to do with that misery and that suffering that we've been through. We just haven't seen it. The enemy has overplayed his hand in it. He always does. This is, this is, this is, the, this is the game he plays. He knows, he knows that pushing us into a corner is going to potentially do something, that we're going to rise up. But it's the only card he has to play. I'm going to bully, I'm going to bully, I'm going to bully, I'm going to bully. And he's just hoping you're going to just kind of do the religious thing and just eventually just shut down and whatever. But we, we're, we're Aussies for crying out loud, okay? That battle of spirit is, I, I've seen Australia, we've all been a little bit, what do we do, mandates, blah, 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 blah. What do we do? The church is telling us we should just, I'm not trying to speak, I'm just talking spiritually right now. I'm talking about the spiritual element to it. I'm talking about the principalities at play in the land, not governmental stuff as much. The enemy's hoping he can just, oh man, if, if I just bully them and I tell them what to think and I, uh, I get them to be complacent and all that kind of stuff, hopefully they're just going to take that bait. But I've seen it in Australia, we're rising up. We're saying, hang on, I've been, I've been, I've just been through two years of my world being messed up and now I'm going to, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's what God's doing even here today. He's going to shift you out of feeling like you are completely empty and he's going to shift you in a place of going hang on a second this is a new day for me to step out of feeling like the pit is my destiny place into a, a into this place of going hang on a second i've got so much oil to dispense i didn't even know that i've been building up can i tell you my story of when i realized i had some oil building up i didn't know about when I realized I had some stuff, kind of a storehouse of suffering going on that had turned into anointing. Can I tell you what that was? It was actually only, I'll give you a little bit of our story. I won't tell you the, the first bit of getting to the States. We went through some stuff, battling visas and everything. And uh, we escaped the Fawn Fire in Reading in September. We just moved out of a house, weren't sure where we were gonna go. We we're praying, but we were meant to leave. And we got an RV and we were staying at a place, full of fire came through. We had to chuck everything into the, we had, we had whole branches up in North California, just 
on fire landing in our yard. Well, okay, let's just get in the RV. It's a good time to go. I packed everything, barely had, you know, 20 miles of fuel. Let's just get out of here. And we did. And that was our kind of like nomadic journey begun last, was it? No, August. And we were on the road and we faced a whole bunch of strange things on the way and very, some very low moments. Um, and I said, Lord, did you lead us to America? We've seen so much fruit while we're there, but the battle was intense. Why? Because we were there, we were there as a, in a governmental position of spirit. We knew that. We were there for, first and foremost. We felt like God called us there to pray for America and, uh, and to see Roe v. Wade overturned. Because we know that when that giant falls in America, it's going to fall here. And God gave me a vision in 2014 of an indigenous man in America looking up at the sky and he said to me that when you pray for America, it's coming back to Australia. And it took all, it took all weight off my shoulders of where I felt like I was abandoning Australia. I knew it was the dual call, but we were positioned in America. I'd seen so much fruit, but there were so many things I was still trying to reconcile. And we came to this place called, I'm not sure if you've ever been to the coast, uh, south coast of San Francisco. There's a place called Pesca, Pescadero. Who's ever been to Pescadero, Half Moon Bay? Uh, we went to a place called Costa Noa, and we parked there in the RV, and I had this call this one day that absolutely made my heart just sink, and I felt like an absolute failure. I looked at my kids playing on the swings, and I said, God, what have I done? What have I done bringing my family to America? I'm just, they have no stability. They've just seen us battle through stuff, and, you know, it's just been... There's a lot of good stuff too, but in that moment you feel about just, wow, like we, what, is, what is going on? And that night, this, these two RVs parked up next to us and they were having, they were, man, they were this elderly, two elderly couples and they were causing such a ruckus. I'm trying to put the kids to bed. And I go, what's going on? And then the Holy Spirit says to me, go and say hi to them. I'm like, okay. And so I go and say hi to them. Turns out they're believers as well. Two Russian couples. They got like Russian cheesecake. They're like, please come, come on. You know, I'm like, okay. And I said, I'll put my kids to bed. I'll come out and we'll hang out for a few hours. I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting there putting the kids to bed. And I said, Lord, is there any reason, any purpose? And he said, you got some, you got some oil that's built up and needs to, come, needs to be put to use. Stop looking at the pressing. You need to now look at what it's produced. And something shifted inside me. And I began to go, hang on, Wow. I've been looking at the problem. I've been looking at what I've been walking through and not actually what's been produced from it. My Jesus in the garden, it was the oil, pl- it was the oil press. We actually went to uh, Washington, D.C. to, um, was it the Bible Museum? And there was a guy doing a display on the day with the, like, the big old oil presses. And it was, he was explaining, for people like me who have no idea, he was saying how the first lot of pressing of the olives produces the beautiful oil that you cook with, the fragrant oil for anointing and everything. But when they really want to get everything out of the seed, they crush the seeds and it produces the dark, unusable oil only used for the lamps. I didn't realize that. And it was amazing just to go, wow, we've been, through both la- we've been through both levels of that procedure. We've been through, you know, we, we've all experienced a nice Christian kind of persecution. Ah, oh, just carrying the burden of the Lord, brother. That's all right. You know, we've all experienced that, but none of us have experienced until the last two years, I, mean, I know many of us have, 
but there's been something in the last two years that we've experienced the seed being crushed that gets out that it's not really very pleasant, it's bitter. It's like ugly and it's not really very glorious. You know, it's like, oh, you know, that's what we've experienced. Anyway, so I go over and I see my, these two Russian couples and they're just so much fun. I just forgot about everything in that moment. And I remember what the Lord said, there's oil. And uh, this one guy, Nikolai, says, so, you're a preacher? Uh, what do you want to preach us about? I said, oh, I didn't think I was coming here to preach. But the Lord told me that his oil is flowing for healing right now. And he said, well, that's good because I need healing. And I got cancer and all these different things. I'm like, okay. And all I just started praying for them. They started falling off the chairs, the power of God. The wife's laughing your head off. She's under the... Like it was, God was moving in such a powerful way. I was like, I was so drunk in the spirit. I rarely get like, like, not like that. It was like, whoa. And we stayed for like two and a half hours just praying together. And it was just glorious. And I haven't heard from them since. It was just God just, it was just one of those nights. But I, I got back in the RV that night. Chris was like, how'd you go? And I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. And then I just shared with Chris. I said, hey, like, we haven't seen what God's going to do yet. We have not seen what's going to come from this yet. You need to know that today. I know you're probably going to hope Nate comes and does some crazy fiery message. This is it. You haven't seen it yet. So don't like camp in, don't camp in the, the crappy place of my life is going the wrong way because it's not. Don't camp out there. Don't stay there. Yeah, Holy Spirit. I, someone, that, someone, with shoulder, someone with shoulder issues, I'm not sure if it's like shoulder prep, some like tenseness is just coming out of people's shoulders. I just saw like uh, the weight of the world has just literally, that is literally a term like the weight of like tenseness coming off someone's shoulders. I'm not sure who has even had like injury in the shoulders. Yeah, is that you? Have you felt any shift yet? Yeah. Holy Spirit, I ask right now just for complete tension released from our shoulders in the name of Jesus. Just even that rotator cuff, just Lord, complete healing, that rotator cuff in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the oil of healing. You as well? You feel any lightness in your shoulders? In your neck? Yeah, 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 Lord, more of that in Jesus' name. I hurt my back yesterday. I'm not sure if you guys saw me get off the chair. It's like I was 90 years old. My father-in-law put me to work, and I'm not feeling that anymore. So I thank the Lord for that. Anyone just need to get here today will be gone. So it happens when you turn, you get mid thirties. You, you don't, don't think it's very. You don't think you need to warm up to do anything anymore. You're like, ah, it's all good, and then you hurt your back. Um, wow. So we know the oil is used, like I said, for lamps, for healing the sick, and for anointing people for service. And the thing that really I didn't understand about the oil is that I knew that I knew the whole passage about the the the, um, the the wise virgins. I knew all that. I'm like, you know, we need we need pursue the filling of the Holy Spirit. We need to pursue. We need to have a lifestyle of of, of pursuing oil because we are in a time where, like, man, a lot of people don't. You can tell when they're just not full. You know, when they're they're just operating on on, you know. Goodness knows what uh, a major thing in this era is that when there's no oil, um, people turn to intellectualism, and you hear it. It's like people get up and it, you feel like you're hearing a TED talk. You're like, 
I, I, I actually really appreciate TED Talks, but, you know, I'd rather go to a meeting and just feel like, man, I feel the presence of God there. I, I, I don't need more, more information. There's a lot of books that I can read. I can read pretty right. So when you don't have oil, you, you kind of, you're kind of like trading it for, man, I, I, need to, I need to be like, you know, it's amazing, you know, you kept saying this morning instead of, Sometimes we, we kind of need after this season just to be, our heads just need to be removed. Like we just need off with our heads, you know? Do, do, you, do you remember a guy called Scott Thompson and his wife Lacey from Atlanta? I forget what they're called. They came to a church here in the Gold Coast years ago and I was in a season of like overly thinking and like trying to figure out my calling, blah, blah, blah. And she threw a pillow at my head in the green room and she goes, off with his head. And it hit me and I hit the ground under the power of God and something's changed after that. So, in the name of Jesus, off with their heads. <laughs> we, need to, we just need to get out of thinking. We need to get out of that place where we've just been, ah, oh, they've been bombarded for so long. Holy Spirit, just come and rescue us from our over-analytical minds and help us receive from you today. Holy Spirit, can we just do that for a minute? Holy Spirit, I receive from you. You've anointed me to think, but it's not in control. I'm a spirit being. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So Holy Spirit, we ask today that you would just help us receive, help us receive this recompense. Help us receive this new season of seeing the glory after the suffering. Help us receive, help us step out of victim mentality in Jesus' mighty name. We're the head and not the tail above, only and not beneath. Last night, Christy and I had some crazy dreams. I don't even know where to park this one because it was just so weird. And I said, I said to Christy this morning, I had a dream that I'm looking at the Prince of Persia from Daniel, whatever it is, and I'm calling him a liar and a thief and he needs to leave. He's the one who came and intercepted Daniel's prayer and caused delay. Man, God's going after the whole kitten caboodle in this season. Man, we've put up with some stuff. I'm looking at him going, get out, you're a liar and a thief. He's standing at the end of my bed. Get out, you're a liar and a thief. Stop intercepting the promises of God. He said it. He said it over my city. He said it over my family. God's going to restore some broken marriages in this season. I feel like there are some people who are experiencing some crazy marriage stuff, even in this room today, and God's saying, you have not seen what I'm about to do. You've not seen what the oil is going to do. You've not seen what I'm about to do in those places where that thing looked over and dead. The seed has died. I'm tired of seeing the body of Christ ripped off. I'm tired of seeing me ripped off. I'm tired of looking at my kids saying, no, this is it's going to be a season that despite what it looks like in the nations or on the news, the body of Christ is going to rise and we're going to shine. We're being in this kind of training ground, this kind of boot camp where God's like, I, I mean, I, I hope they rise up. I hope they realize what they actually have. They don't even think or even they know that they have access to. I mean, I hope they go, they hope they wise up sooner or later. They get just that one KO from the enemy and they, they, they fall down. They're like, Ooh. you ever seen those movies? Maybe it's just me and myself. You know, the, the someone's like gets completely out and then it's minute, And they're like, hang on a second, you're going to mess with me again. One knock and you know, we need to get to that place. Australians need to get to that place again. The enemy wants us to be the laughing stock of the nations. 
We're not, we're, we're not anyone's trial or test or whatever, okay? We're the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. And God's, done, God's doing something in us. We've experienced some things. We know what it's like to be broken in spirit in Australia. We know what it's like to feel that victim mentality. We've all experienced tall poppy syndrome. We know what that's like. I battled that a long time. We, we know what it's like because we, we, we've, we've been down under for so long. We've had less options. The enemy wants to make us feel like we, we don't have nowhere to run. You just get robbed and you just got to deal with it, man. You just got to roll over and, man, if the enemy steals that from you, you just got to have to put up with that. We're not those people. We're not those people. So you haven't seen it yet, but you're going to see it. 1 Samuel 16, 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon, mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose to be, came went to Ramah, which is the prophetic place. 2 Kings 9, Elisha has his servant anoint Jehu with oil. We know what happened. Jehu went and commanded his men to throw Jezebel out the window. Ooh, we need some of that. We need some of that, man. Jesus, anoint me for that. Oh, I don't care what it looks like. We need to see some principalities bow. I'm over putting up with them. I'm tired of hearing on the news. That's the principality that we need, that the church does not take responsibility for. Come on, church. We rise up, take that thing out. It's not even a big deal. We just need to realize that we're not we're not the tail anymore. We just need to realize that that place we've been in is not really our destiny at all. It's just a diversion. It's something that we've walked through, but it's not the place that we spend our life in. It's not the place we identify with anymore. I'm not going to identify with that. I'm going to be the bride that rises up and takes down the principalities of my land. Come on, church. Let's do this. This is not a kick up the backside. This is reminding you. Come on, let's do this together. This, there we go. There we go. I love this guy. Lord bless Brian, Jesus. Name. Yeah, well, his. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with the, we'll go with the devil's backside. <laughs> Jesus is our seed. You read, you read Isaiah 53? Jesus was the seed that went into the ground and died. Man, there's no other religion that has a saviour that actually knows our experience, that knows the pain that we've walked through. There's, there's, no one, there's no one like him. Isaiah 53 is a powerful passage. Nehemiah 10.39, For the sons of Israel and sons of Levi shall bring the contribution, the grain, the new wine, the oil to the chambers. It's time for the body of Christ it's time for the body of Christ to be in surplus the Lord spoke to me I think it was maybe October last year about oil and he said I want you to do some looking up of oil did you know that in 2020 the prices of crude oil went from around about $85 a barrel to minus 37 you couldn't even Give it away almost. They had so much, they had oversupply because no planes are flying, nothing's happening. Something that is, a, you know, quite an expensive commodity suddenly becomes, eh, we, don't, we don't need that anymore. It's because it was suddenly devalued. It was, there was just no, ne- it wasn't necessary anymore. 
We're looking to the world for our support. We're looking to the news. We're looking to whoever it is, Fauci or whatever. We're looking for the CDC to tell us what our future is going to be. In 2021, it switched and it started to go the other way. And right now, oil is at an all-time high. I I haven't checked it, what that is. But in all the history of crude oil, it's never, ever dipped like it did in 2020. And right now, it's never been more expensive than right now. There's been like moments where it's, it's done that, but not consistently getting more and more expensive crude oil. And Lord spoke, spoke to me about that. I'm like, wow. We're in a time that just like that story, the parable of the wise virgins, what if we're getting closer to meeting the bridegroom? Man, it's time to get our oil on. It's time to be the ones that burn bright for Jesus. It's exciting to me. I go, this is exciting. Something that I've experienced in my life, when I live my life on my face and seek him above everything else, everything works out. Everything works out. I still go through stuff. I still go through stuff. But it's like, man, God God looks after those who's, he's our priority, you know. Chris Harvey used to say to me, Nate, if you ever go, I'll try to do his voice, Hey, Nate, if you ever go through anything in your life that's hard, just do it drunk in the spirit. Because you ever see a drunk man at a bar having a fight, he doesn't feel anything. So I feel it's kind of the same with, with, with you know, when you're filled up, there's less potential to just do things your own strength or in your flesh. You just, people are going to look at us and go, what, what, is, what is different about them like what is so different about them that like they're just glowing and they I can see they're going through stuff. It doesn't make us superhuman. We're not going through things in our life. They just go, man. They just they're just not seeing it as they're not taking it on like it's going to be their their destiny. They're going, no, 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 no. It's all good. I've seen I've seen these come and go. And when you've been through enough warfare, I've had these moments where you're in warfare. You kind of get a little bit excited because like, you know. You know there's something coming. I feel that right now. Oh, man, do I feel that right now. So that's the cry of the hour. Jesus left the wilderness after 40 days in Jude and filled with the Spirit of the Lord. That's Luke 4.14. Noah and his family were in the ark for 40 days when the dove brought back the olive leaf as a sign of land and promise. It was a sign of covenant it was a sign of recompense after suffering and trial. It was a sign of a new day. So we haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Ask the, ask the Lord this, whether now or just even this week. Ask him to show you what's in the, on the other side of the suffering. He'll show you. Ask this question. And that little kind of hope deferred little thing trying to sit in the corner of my mind got offended. I go, wow, God, you can do this. We've been so conditioned to seeing promises not come to pass and so much delay that when breakthrough comes, we, we deny it at the gate. Australia, 
You were born to be the pioneers of breakthrough for the nations. You really were. When I meet Australians abroad, the hope and the purpose they carry is insatiable. And the enemy has tried to keep you under wraps in these last few years. He's tried to put a cap on you. He's tried to lock you into your nine to five and just shut up, don't feel, just go about my life, survive. I'm here today to say to you, survival is over. It's time we grabbed that oil and we did something with it. Just like Elisha, when he received the double portion from Elijah, he grabbed his mantle. He began his odyssey by slapping the water with that. You've got to grab that oil and recognize it. Holy Spirit, show me. I, I don't even feel I'm still going through my battle. There's oil. I'm not trying to say, I hope you do have some. I'm telling you, you have some. Okay? God's not a respecter of persons. It took me a while to figure this out. Like to, to under, I'm like, God, really? Sitting around that table with these, those Russians that day, watching the oil that was the overflow of my crushing just do some wonders. I'm like, man, Jesus was in the garden praying, God, you take the suffering from me, the oil press. And then you saw what took place at Calvary. We're, experiencing, we're still experiencing it now. Maybe you go to a church that looks dry. Use your oil there. Be that person that's full there. You know, maybe they don't even know they're dry. Just, just be that person that's just like, that maybe you're just that crazy one who's just like, hello, good morning. You know, you've got to be that. Sometimes you just got to be, when, when, I'm telling you something, when, when you're full, you are the crazy person. People come to you with their problems and you're like, yeah, how good's a breakthrough going to be? You're like, it doesn't deny the process. You just, you see the end. You see it. I see it for this nation. I see it. If leaders are cowering to demonic agendas, use your oil. Be a friend. Love on them. Speak hope and purpose into them. I've had many leaders reach out to me since coming back to Australia and in fear. I'm, I'm not in judgment to that. I'm like, man, I just want to love on you. I know what you, I know, I haven't been in your shoes, so I don't know what you're feeling, but I know that, I know what that fear feels like. You know, we've had the army tanks going down our street in the state. We know what it's like. You know, this is real. Use your oil. Families are falling apart. Use your oil. Man, this is a season the enemy really is not happy with family. I can tell you something. Especially because we're about to see Roe v. Wade overturn. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, I'm talking about abortion. Okay, Christy and I, that's one of the things that are on the absolute forefront of our personal calling. You won't, you won't see it all over our websites all the time. That's just how we, we live that. Before we ever did a ministry that we were... You know, Christy was dragging me along to rallies even before I was on board. She was just dragging me along. Um, God is pouring out his spirit on family and the blueprint of family and church coming back to family. It's what we, we need that. Nations are in turmoil, use your oil. Hearts are hurting, use your oil. I just Honestly, I just feel today like just put your hands out. This is going to be really. Holy Spirit. Pour out your glory in this place. Pour out your glory.
for you in this place. <sighs> Overshadow them. Overshadow them. Overshadow them, God. Pour out your fresh oil upon their heads, God. Like David being anointed. Pour out your fresh oil. I break every demonic assignment against people's minds. Be broken today. Depression, leave now. Depression, you must leave. You must bow to the name of Jesus. Leave. Anxiety, panic, PTSD, I command you, leave. Schizophrenia, leave now in the name of Jesus. Demonic voices, you will shut up now. Tormenting demonic, get off her in Jesus' mighty name. I feel somewhere at the back left here that God is doing a major, major healing. I, I see like a re, like rewiring kind of healing. I just saw like um, trauma. Stand up if you, I know this is, a bit, stand up right now if you feel like you've been traumatized in the last two years and you have nowhere to run, you've tried everything. I'm talking about trauma. Yeah. You know the story of the Good Samaritan where he he bound yet again that's the story of Jesus, we know. It's talking about Jesus again. But it was the oil and the wine that was poured over the wounds. I feel that in the room today. I feel like the Lord wants to do some healing. We have too much ahead for us to be stuck in the place where trauma is the only thing we see. Pain is all we see. Wounds are all we see. Betrayal is all we see. Marriage breakdowns is the only thing. We're feeling the condemnation, the shame. Today that shifts. So Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I curse trauma. You get off every single person now in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, trauma leave now in Jesus' mighty name. You have no right. You have no right. We cancel the contract. It's done in Jesus' mighty name. Can you guys stand around these ladies for a second? Just lay your hands on them because I can't get in everywhere here. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we cancel the contract of trauma. We cancel every single negative thing that has tried to come and to taint their destiny in Jesus' mighty name. Who's the counselor? I don't know. Who like, I just see someone who's like holistic health counseling. Not none of you guys? And sleep return in Jesus' name. Sleep return. 
Let their, pee, their sleep be sweet in Jesus' mighty name. Break off every single label, every single lie, every label in Jesus' mighty name. I saw you in the spirit like a cicada, and I feel that Lord say it's okay to shed that now. It's okay to shed that. Yeah, you can release that. I feel like it's, it's just a new day for your family. Man, the enemy hates the intercessional call on your life. He just wants to break you down. But Father, in the name of Jesus, you're going to reinstate her and restore strength to the family again. In the mighty name of Jesus, break the words that were spoken. Thank you, Lord, right now. Let the oil just flow, God. Every part of a mind in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. I rebuke the lies that were spoken over you. I'm not sure why I see this period of time, but I see it was your early teen years. For some reason, I see like 11, 12, 13. I don't know why I see that. But I feel like there was just some identity stuff that was sowed into you that was like um, uh, image destroying. Image destroying. I feel like the Lord is speaking and declaring Esther over you in this season. Yeah. Is it your husband? Can I just pray for you guys for a minute? Yeah, Father, I just, I just bless this family. This morning, family in Jesus' mighty name. You live on the Gold Coast? You been here long? Are you from Brisbane? How long have you been there for? Oh, you've been here a long time. I'm from the country. You're from the country. Because I just, I don't want to say like, trans, like the transition. Has there been any some kind of transitions or jobs or stuff, is it? Yeah, like I, was in, I was in Adelaide. And then I okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord, for stability. Thank you, Lord, just where things settle for them. Mm. Just the toll it takes, all the different elements and financial strain. Lord, I thank you, Father, right now. I feel like there's something real, like a oneness coming to you guys in a way you've not experienced it before. Um, I see like, you know, there's a, such a, are you, are you a cancer or something? What, what's it on your life, bro? I just see like, you, you just got such a father heart, but I feel like there's something you guys being weaved together in this hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you for him. Thank you for this family in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you. And this oil is for consecration. I'm going to end it soon, guys. But if you want to stand with me for a minute, we know the story of Esther. Esther 2, verse 12. Now, when every maid's turn had come to go into king, after that, she had been 12 months according to the manner of women. So it were the days of their purifications with oil of myrrh, six months of sweet odors and with other things for the purifying. I feel like the body of Christ is in an hour of consecration again. That's why we're hearing about the remnant. We're hearing about, you know, the tears and the wheat. And we're hearing all these kind of messages like that. God's looking to see who's going to choose to be consecrated in this hour over celebrated. 
It's easy to go and get a name somewhere. You can go on TikTok and, you know, you can get a following if you really try hard. Followers and all that mean nothing. It really doesn't. Consecration is everything. I want to be known in the halls of heaven, not on the lips of man. And so right now, God is really asking, who here, who here says yes to the call of the hour? Who says, Jesus, I've been through some stuff, but I choose to see that I have not yet seen the glory that's about to come from it. And I choose today to give my life to you afresh, regardless of where I am in my, my walk with you. I choose today to consecrate this year and my life to you for whatever you have for me. If that's you, as we worship, just, just talk to the Lord. Just speak with him. Say, yeah, Lord, consecrate me afresh, I pray. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to a Zion Church podcast. For more information about Zion Church, go to zionchurch.info. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash zionchurchgc. And on Instagram, we're at zionchurchofficial. 